Welcome to Hallmark and Chill. Please join us as me, Nina, along with my husband, Dean, and from time to time, our dog, Beckham, rate and review Hallmark movies throughout the year. We are going to discuss, and sometimes, if not all the time, argue, laugh our asses off, and rate these oftentimes ridiculous movies. Thanks for joining. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Hallmark and Chill. Tonight's podcast is going to be our last podcast of the 2019 year. Dean and I are going to be traveling to my home state of Washington to visit my parents for a couple weeks over the holidays so we will not be able to get the chance to podcast on any more movies we're just going to be a little bit too busy but once we come back home um, we will start to finish out the rest of the holiday movies I think after this one we will have maybe like eight left to do and hopefully we'll be able to get some guest hosts for some of those which I know Dean always encourages because it means that he does not have to watch these movies because as we all know he loves them so much <laughs> So tonight we are going to be covering Hallmark's Movies and Mysteries titled Angel Falls, A Novel Holiday. So the synopsis reads, book editor Hanneter must work with former rival Ryan to help a potential writer find her way. Angel Anthony reminds them about Christmas spirit and the value of community. This movie aired on December 15, 2019 and stars my favorite, Jen Lilly, Carla Marx, and Eric Close. So the movie starts off with Ryan who is played by Carlo Marx and he is volunteering to light up the Christmas tree at the Christmas tree ceremony here in Angel Falls. He is from this town but hasn't been back. I don't remember how long he mentioned but um, he's back really just to kind of do some estate paperwork. His parents had passed away however many years ago and his uncle had been running the estate until he is now retiring. So that's really the purpose of him being back in this town. Um, Hannah who is played by the lovely Jen Lily and they end up running into each other um, at this Christmas tree town lighting, whatever you want to call it. And uh, she's been in the town ever since, um, forever, I think so. I think she's, they said she went to college. I don't know where exactly, but she returned home. So she helps to run her family's uh, publishing company um, right in town. And these two used to be, they aren't exes like some of these movies are, but, and the synopsis says that they're rivals. And I guess, I mean, they grew up with each other. They went to school with each other and they, she always kind of found it to be this competitive thing, I guess, and he might have too. She just thought that he was really good at everything. Everything came really easy to him, whether that's really true or not. They even competed for the same job at one time. Um, so I guess, yeah, they're just kind of rivals here as a, whatever you want to put it. Then we are introduced to Eric Close's character. He plays the angel Anthony and he is on assignment, if you will, in Angel Falls. He was sent by the angel Michael and I think he's kind of the connection to the first Angel Falls movie. Um, I think, I can't remember who played him, Bo Bridges, I think. So he's the one that sent him to this town, but we don't exactly know who he's supposed to be helping. Could be Hannah, could be Ryan, could be both. Um, but at this time, it's kind of a little bit unknown. Hannah's mom, who has stayed in touch with Ryan for a really long time, and he mentions later on in the movie that the reason why he kind of stayed connected to her was just so he could, you know, feel close to Angel Falls since he moved to New York. And because his parents weren't here anymore and his mom, I guess, was best friends with Hannah's mom. So they always 
kind of kept that connection with each other. And because of that, she ends up recruiting Ryan while he's in town to kind of help consult on how they can go about better promoting books, I guess. They're thinking about potentially um, publishing like cookbooks and lifestyle type of books. Um, I don't think their business is necessarily doing bad, but they're just trying to expand in certain areas. The angel Anthony ends up becoming the new receptionist. They just happen to have a position open at the publishing company and he ends up taking that slot and pretty much for the remainder of the movie while he's there he's kind of this very sage Yoda-like type of character where Hannah ends up talking to him about a lot of things that are going on between her and Ryan and just other things and Ryan kind of does the same so he's kind of this touch point for, for a lot of these main characters throughout the movie. An author that Hannah really really loves she loves um, like a series of books that this author writes. I don't know if they're all Christmas books but um, one of them is, is her favorite. It's like a romance novel that happens to take place at Christmas and this author I think her name is Tina last name I can't remember um, but she is uh, going to be renting out Ryan's parents home and Ryan is going to end up garage is like a I don't know what it's been it's con- been converted into an apartment I guess so he's going to be living in the garage part while she lives in the main home and Tina kind of not Tina excuse me Hannah gets an idea that because Ryan kind of knows her or at least that's his tenant at this time that maybe if she could have a meeting with her might be able to bring her into the publishing company and kind of um, just generate more buzz that way, I guess. And so he does kind of end up setting up a little bit of an impromptu meeting between the two. And we don't kind of really know why she's in this specific town at this time. Um, But you can definitely tell that she's kind of solemn and sad. And she mentioned something about that she is going to be retiring from from writing and whatnot. But she does end up meeting um, Hannah and she's kind of trying to talk to her about her publishing company. And hey, I want to have a meeting with you but she ends up kind of just being very distant Tina and she's looking around and she sees like these happy couples and she becomes really sad so you kind of get the idea that maybe she's lost someone very close to her at this time. Later on uh, Tina offers to help Hannah and her friend who happens to be married to Ryan's friend and is the lawyer I think with all the estate stuff and um, because they end up burning some like gingerbread cookies so she comes over she's a really good baker kind of gives them some pointers and helps to make some new gingerbread cookies and this is where she reveals that her husband unfortunately passed away about six months ago and that's the reason why she's in Angel Falls is because he grew up there I think that's what she said that he grew up there either that or he just really loved the city and that's what kind of drew her to coming back around this time of the year. Ryan ends up interviewing for a software company and he pretty much gets the job right off the bat. I think it's like I don't know I would assume it seemed like really quick the next day he ends up getting the call and offer the job but it's around this time that him and Hannah have really been reconnecting and getting along really well and he's working you know for her company and you can kind of see some sparks fly so he's kind of having second thoughts about potentially taking this position and he tells the company that he has to think about it and he has until I think like Christmas to give them a decision. Hannah and Ryan end up putting their past behind him like I said they're kind of rivals in a way. I think she's really the one that had more of a problem with him. She's the one more with like the competitive edge and she kind of finds out that all this time she'd been thinking that he's so good at everything this and that and we're not saying that he's not but he actually was having a lot harder time than letting on you know his parents had passed and whatnot and um, he didn't really know like how she felt either that she said something like he was always trying to edge her out or I don't know just I guess he wasn't being mindful in in a way but I don't know how you're supposed to be mindful when you don't know someone's competing against you so I'll talk more about that later my dad 
WTFs. But either way, they put things behind him. So that works out really well. At a dinner Hannah has with her parents and Ryan, she talks to them about wanting to kind of green light his idea earlier about potentially expanding the fiction department. Um, he thinks that they can get some really good writers uh, for the company and think, thinks that that might be a better a better avenue for them than just going into kind of the cookbooks type of things that they were going to do in the lifestyle type of books. So her parents um, agree and so they're going to kind of go with that idea. Ryan and Hannah end up finding out that Tina is going to leave Angel Falls. So at this time, it's about three days prior to Christmas. They don't know why she's going to leave. They can assume why, but they find her at the bus stop. They think that she had left on uh, like this nine o'clock bus or something, but she ended up not leaving. She was going to take a later one and they run into her and she just said, it's really hard for me to be here without Lawrence and I think it's best if I leave. But Hannah brought up a good point that, well, wherever you go, I think that it's going to be hard for you. You know, you lost your husband. He was the love of your life. I don't think it really matters where you're going to be, but if you end up staying here, you've got some support. You know, we would love to have you stay here, so on and so forth. So she does end up agreeing to stay at least, I think, for a while, at least till Christmas. That was good that they were able to kind of convince her to stay. At the annual uh, party that Hannah's company um, has for for the town and, and for their authors, she overhears Ryan talking to her mom about the job offer and he's kind of talking about how he needs to get back to New York to kind of settle some stuff with HR or something like that and he was talking to um, her mom about just like what they offered him job wise like the money and, and of course like all Hallmark movies this is the source of the conflict Hannah only hears so much of the conversation and of course goes berserk well she doesn't go berserk but she definitely um, gets quite the attitude just like I do with Dean probably and blows it out of proportion but I never do that right babe I never blow things out of proportion he's giggling that means that yes I do but that's a story for another time <laughs> it turns out that although he was having this conversation with Hannah's mom he actually turned down the job and but he was just trying to give her the rundown of everything that kind of happened she definitely feels like a dummy because she's like yep definitely um blew things out of proportion and she finds out that he signed the estate papers like days ago but he wanted to stay in town for her and so yeah she feels like a real shithead and I feel like you should because wow she really blew things out of proportion I feel like Tina ends up coming to the party because Hannah had invited her earlier and right before this though I forgot to mention Ryan had went to her house to basically say hey I'm leaving town I need you to give this paper to Hannah um we don't know what it's in it at this time and he tells her that he's going to be leaving or whatever and she's like well just like you told me you can't run away from everything and he's like well Hannah just doesn't want anything to do with me and I think it's best that I go gives her this piece of paper when she ends up coming to the party she ends up giving it to Hannah and it turns out that it's a list of all these authors that I don't know if he has an in with or he knows I'm assuming that he thinks that would be great to kind of again expand their fiction department and so she is hoping to kind of go after him and um, we don't know really like how far he's gotten at this point if he's left if he's still there but I think y'all can guess where he went um so Hannah ends up leaving the party she's kind of walking around town where like the ice skating rink is and where they had the Christmas tree lighting kind of the center of town and he's still there and she apologizes to him about kind of you know losing her shit over nothing per usual and of course they end up sharing a sweet little kiss and you think that the movie's over but it's not everyone freezes like they did before because in the beginning of the movie when Angel Anthony was introduced as he was walking down the street all the people rose and then he was hanging out with his other angel friends so that's kind of what happens again and you see Anthony with his angel friend again and talking about his mission um and so his mission turned out to be that he was there 
there for Tina, actually, um, to kind of help her move through the grief that she was experiencing with losing her husband. The angel next to him was asking, he's like, and Hannah and Ryan? And he said, well, kind of just a happy coincidence. He's like, I kind of needed um, to enlist some extra help to kind of mitigate this whole situation, which I guess it ended up turning out okay. And that is the end of Angel Falls, a novel holiday. So let's move right into our first segment of the podcast, which is our WTF moments. If you're just tuning in, each of us get at least three to share with everyone. Scenes are always very colorful. I don't know how many he'll have in this one. He fell asleep about, I don't know, really early on in the movie. I don't even think an hour had passed and he was already passed out. So I'll be very interested to hear what your WTF moments are, babe. I want to say I made it maybe 20 to 30 minutes in. <laughs> but I do have two WTFs. So glad that you were able to pick out two in that time. Yes, I got two of them. A whole two. Which is pretty good considering how I honestly wrote them down in the first 15 minutes. So number one, they have this scene where the leading lady is walking into her her family business where she works. And the phone is ringing. So she walks over and she answers the phone. And then she goes, please hold. Puts the phone down. Never comes back to it. Nobody ever goes back to that phone. That person is still on hold. <laughs> I don't even know why that, that particular part was in the movie it really didn't make any sense it didn't add anything other than the fact she put somebody on hold and then nobody ever went back to him i think they had that in there because right after that she talked about when they were going to get a new receptionist and her mom said oh we're actually interviewing somebody today who happened to end up being the angel so i think that's why they put it in but you're right it's pretty irrelevant to the whole story except for the fact that well i don't know if it's irrelevant because angel anthony came in so i don't know but yeah, I think that that guy's probably still on hold, or woman. If you take the phone call out and her putting it on hold, you lose absolutely nothing. They still could have had the conversation about a receptionist. You don't need the phone call. You don't need somebody being put on hold and just left there. Sorry, it just really annoys me because people put you on hold and then leave you for fucking ever. Anyway, <laughs> on to number two, which... So, the leading lady finds out our leading man knows Miss Tina, and when he introduces them, she immediately ambushes the author trying to get her to come to the publishing company. And my whole thoughts were, what the hell? Like, do you not have any social skills, tact, even the common sense to maybe try to figure out, hey, let's calm things down. This is supposed to be a social event. It's supposed to be a holiday town event, basically. It's supposed to be, you know, relaxing. It's supposed to be taking the Tina's mind off other things or whatever. And the first thing she does is ambush her about joining the publishing company. And then she literally continues to do that until the lady leaves. Well, she wasn't ambushing her to join the company. She just kept wanting to have a meeting with her. That's what she said. She's like, hey, I'd love for us to have a meeting, that kind of thing. But I, yes, I do agree that she continued on in this manner um, for a lot of the movie until, um, I mean, not until anything, until really just every time she did it, Tina just ended up, I don't know, just getting really sad or upset due to, you know, extenuating circumstances that Hannah would not have known until it was revealed that yes her husband had passed so i can see what she was doing but i also agree with what you're saying too babe so i'm gonna start with my wtf moments if you're done are you done i don't know if you had more i don't know okay you don't have any more because you fell asleep 
Okay. So I only have two WTF moments as well. So my first one is holding grudges for too long. And I have mentioned that before that that's one of my pet peeves in this movies that someone is always holding a grudge for far too long. I mean, like she said, I understand she's known this person for a long time, but it was all one sided. Her grudge, her competition, just herself, nobody else. And so that was just really strange. And she made herself look kind of dumb when she mentioned to him like, oh, I was looking up your information. Um, on your job website, the job that they had both competed for and she did not get. So it's like, you look like a psychotic person revealing this. And I just felt like the grudge is so long. Like they grew up together. He went off to college. She went off to a different college and you're still competing. Like you're now in like your thirties. I think you can let it go. So that was my number one WTF. I'm sorry for that pause. I was laughing because our dog was getting into his bed and we got him a new stuffed toy and he totally just kicked the stuffed animal out of his bed. (laughs) So that made me laugh. My last WTF moment is when Hannah gets mad about Ryan's job offer without hearing the whole story. She overheard a little bit of what he was talking to her mom about, but didn't get the whole gist and created this whole big snotty conflict that was very unnecessary. So this conflict to me could have been so completely avoided like a lot of them, but of course they continued on with it. And so that just really annoyed me because I felt like let the man talk, explain what he was going to explain, then you can go on and have a happy life. But of course you had to be real bitchy about it and make a conflict. So that was annoying. Whatever. So let's move on to our second segment, which is our can't let it go moment. I will start with my can't let it go moment, which is honestly, I don't know if I have one. I, I It's making me laugh just thinking of building up to this moment and saying this is my can't let it go moment when I'm not quite sure if I have one. I think actually if I were to think back on it, the one thing I was paying a lot of attention to in this movie was Carlo Marx's teeth and he has the really good set of teeth and I noticed it before when I watched him in another movie I love called Moonlight in Vermont. Dean and I have been watching that a lot. Correction, just me, myself. Dean closes his eyes during the movie or reads a book um, but he has like really, really good teeth so I guess I'm gonna say that that's my one can't let it go moment. Babe, do you have a can't let it go? I can't let go of the fact that you woke me up three times before you just gave up and let me sleep. Yeah, Dean does not have a can't let it go because he was sleeping through most of this movie. Usually it's because, and I would say usually it's because he doesn't like these movies and they're boring or they're just terrible. And that might be the reason sometimes, but most of the time it's because he might just be extremely tired, which he was. We were doing a shit ton of stuff today to get ready for our trip tomorrow. So basically by the time we sat down to do this movie, I'm actually really surprised that he made it 20 minutes. So good, uh, good on you, honey. We will move into our last segment of the podcast where we rate these movies on a scale of one to five Christmas trees since this is a part of the holiday movies. I'm going to start with my rating. I'm going to give this a maybe a one and a half which I'm kind of disappointed about having to do because of course I was really looking forward to this movie because Jen Lily was in it and she's my favorite but it just really wasn't like the best of the movies I've, I've seen at least with her so I was kind of disappointed. I wish she had been in something different maybe. Um, I do like Carlo Marx. I'm starting to like him more and more from what I've seen from um, some of the movies he's been in. But 
it just wasn't a lot for me. I liked the kind of angel perspective. I thought that was kind of cute and I was actually able to watch the whole thing as opposed to the last one we tried to watch when the angel was involved. So that was kind of cool. But other than that, there just wasn't a whole lot. And I think the whole conflict and competition thing really kind of turned me off a lot of the movie. So yeah, I don't think I'm going to be watching this one again, even though I love Jen Lily so much, but not, not the best one. So babe, what's your rating for the 20 minutes that you watched? So the 20 minutes I watched were very typical. Realistically, I cannot see that there was any like surprise in those 20 minutes. You know, really? I, I'd give it a one. <laughs> I fell asleep. It's, you know, it's not that good that it keeps you up. No, because I feel like you would have fallen asleep even if it was really good just because of how tired you were. So I don't know if one is a fair assessment because you didn't watch the whole thing. You watched a quarter of it, barely. So I think you're going to have to watch it again and then give it a rating. I think you're going to have to get in touch with reality because that ain't fucking happening. <laughs> all right thank you guys so much for listening to our last podcast of 2019 thank you guys so much for your support this year it's been such a fun year doing this podcast again um we really really appreciate it and i and i'm so enjoying having more interaction with you guys on our instagram page and hopefully for season three if we decide to continue on we will possibly change some things and maybe try to get out there a little bit more um and make our wee little podcast maybe a bigger podcast dean is sticking his tongue out and giving a thumbs down because I don't think he wants to continue on to be quite honest but (laughs) so we shall see what happens for season three but again thank you guys so much for your support we hope you guys have a wonderful and safe holiday break until next time guys